0: Hello and welcome to the Fit Professional Podcast, the number one podcast for fitness professionals looking to build their fitness business. If you're after more clients, more income, and more free time, then you've come to the right place. Visit podcast.fitprofessionals.com.au today. Hello Fit Professionals and welcome to another episode of the Fit Professional Business Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Campbell, and today I have another special guest with me. Um, I've been waiting to get this gentleman on the call for uh, some time. We've been playing a bit of email, phone tag, you know, like you do. Um, that's what happens when you're a busy man. Um, and before I introduce you to this uh, particular gentleman, just want to give you a bit of a heads up. If you haven't listened to any past episodes, um, the episode prior to this, I talked to Michael Corella from the uh, United States who has 320 fitness franchises he reveals some amazing marketing strategies, um, so make sure you go back and listen to that episode as well. Um, and leading on from that particular episode, we're going to be talking to another marketing genius today. Um, this gentleman, his name is Richard Mark Tutungi. I hope that hope I said that right. He'll, he'll correct me in a moment if I'm wrong. Um, and basically, Richard Mark is... He's an expert in creating high business growth for small to medium-sized businesses, basically through lead generation marketing platforms. Um, so Richard's an online marketing strategist and has been for you know, about 15 years um, and has a lot of experience in starting, building and selling those own companies. Um, his products and services include a best-selling book. He's been featured on hundreds of media streams, um, including Current Affair, Today's Show, 6PM um, Nightly News, um, also, Richard's an executive producer of a travel and wellness show um, called Field of TV. So that's been aired on the show here. Um, you may remember Richard possibly. In 2011, he was on the Amazing Race Australia. Um, and fast forward to today, uh, Richard is the CEO of uh, Com Marketing Group, um, which has over 100 unique online lead generation platforms, um, including one of his first lead generation platforms, where you may know him from, Um, called Meet Your Personal Trainer, um, which is one of Australia's largest personal training directories. So um, there's a bit of a mouthful there. There's a whole lot of um, awesome uh, insights into this particular gentleman, so I'm going to hand straight over and say, Richard, welcome to the Fit Professional Podcast, mate. Thanks for taking the time to be on here. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brett. I uh, appreciate uh, appreciate the interview as well. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. So, um, Richard, I mean, I've told you... Hold our guests and listeners a little bit about yourself here, um, but look, we want to get to know you a little bit better, so give us a, a bit of a, a background of, of where Richard Martin the um, Entrepreneur came from and, and how, how you got to where you
1: are today. Yeah, sure, I can do that. I guess uh, there's obviously a lot of fitness professionals and business owners uh, listening to a podcast like this, obviously following yourself, Brett, so I guess uh, I'll put on my, my hat to the, the, the fitness professionals as well, and I guess... You know, you mentioned before, so, um, yeah, my, my focus at the moment is about lead generation and lead strategy and so forth. But I guess that's all come from, you know, from the fitness industry. Uh, I started in the fitness industry and I remember doing my uh, my first TAFE course when there was no RCOs and, uh, you, you know, you, you didn't hear the advertisements about personal training courses on the news, on the radio and so forth and TV. And so I did my course in TAFE. that left year six – I left year ten, sorry – year 10 and then um, I went straight there and did a one-year pace course and I guess I started really early in the industry and I love the marketing side of things. I, I, I ran a little personal training, mobile personal training business for a few months there and then I, I purchased um, at a young age, around 17, um, I purchased Australia's first private fitness studio down at Neutral Bay there next to um, net, next the network um, network office down there and I ran there for about uh, two years. and. The thing I loved about that was um, it really gave me some good insights into marketing. Obviously, coming into a business at seventeen and having um, you know people working there ten years as senior, um, it's it's a really fast way to get involved into um, business and uh, learning some responsibility. Um, So I I love the marketing side and how to growing, you know, just growing a studio back then. You know, when I was doing and learning about those those factors and what it takes to to run a business early. so, yeah, I spent some time in the industry. I worked on cruise liners for a year, about a year or two after that. That was a that was a heap of fun, um, and I loved – I was very part of that. We went around the Caribbean, Alaska, and, and um, spent some, a lot of time in Alaska, actually, in the Caribbean, so that was good. When I got back, um, you know, when I was over there, I, I, I saw a big obesity epidemic happening, happening more than it was happening in Australia, and um, heavily large – you know, people would go on cruise liners, and they would um, – you know the entire family would just come and, um, you know, come for the food basically, Brett, and um, so <laughs> all really really you can eat buffet all day, <laughs> or you can eat buffet all day. And so, when I was there, I um, I started having this idea for this book I wanted to write, and uh, you know, it was something that I wrote while I was overseas, and when I came back, uh, I just, I just had to get this book out of me, um, and it was and I wrote it for about a year or two, uh, longer than I. That anticipated, but I guess it was uh it was a good learning as well, so it was all about childhood obesity and um and family health, and it was called "Please, mum, don't Size me so uh it got a lot of press and media coverage on t v being the name and uh we uh we put a lot of work into it so it it sold quite well it was bestseller in australia and uh and um it was a lot of fun, you know what I mean getting a book out and and doing the publicity for it and moving moving through it and that actually taught me. You know, back into marketing. It taught me a lot about marketing, marketing online, marketing offline. Knowing that if you're doing it, if you're going to do a TV interview, um, you know, on prime time, and then you can actually see the sales online. And it sort of showed me, you know, a TV interview is, a, is sometimes a branding aspect versus an online sale. So I looked at the two aspects and I said, hey, I've been on all these prime time thousands and hundreds of thousand dollars worth of media yet um, let's see how the online sales went and, and if I use that, if the value of that, you know, PR, what could that have been used for an online thing? So I sort of learned a lot of tactics about marketing whilst I was actually doing it. So I guess I never went to a marketing course per se. I, I learned on the job quite a lot uh, in regards to that. So I guess at the same time, I, I set up, uh, a, you know, being an entrepreneur, I sort of set up, I had a, my mum actually had a problem. We did some... Um, personal training as a company, um, doing some that, and then, you know, she said, oh, geez, it'd be great to have a massage at, you know, at work, the workplace, and uh, that sort of got me thinking, I was thinking, geez, they're paying, they're looking for a, uh," she was the HR coordinator in the the company, and had about 200 people in the company, and they were looking for a massage, you know, a personality massage company seated at their office, so it was sort of like, I said, oh, I think I can do that, so I sort of... um, you know, outsource and try to find massage therapists and to go to the office and do, you know, a full day of massaging chairs, things like that around the workplace. And, um, you know, from that moment, I guess I kicked on what it was my next business, which was called uh, corporate wellness, which is Australia's one of Australia's largest um, corporate wellness providers. We provided, you know, seminars, we had doctors, we did health checks, we did personal training, we did nutritional courses. We did a heap of things around, you know, a lot of blue chip companies around Australia. Um, and, and I, and I owned and ran that for, for quite a few years. And I sold that, I sold that, um, a few years ago to, uh, you know, to, to someone else to, um, continue the growth in that. So again, a lesson like that, Brett, taught me a lot of, um, it taught me how to sell online pretty much. We had 80 contractors working for us and, uh, around Australia. and, you know ninety seven percent of our leads came from online I and mean, I'm talking about online back let's say uh two thousand and you know three or four when you know mm. internet wasn't what it was today we didn't have Facebook and social media and things like that so you know learning the internet game was um it um it was an experiment you know what i mean uh and it was new so um that sort of where I started this whole. This whole process you know what I mean um that's where you know I had some in- more interest for the online game yeah seeing the examples of you know offline it's my other studio and things like that I remember my first year we didn't have we didn't have a website address within a mistake or an email address on business cards so it's come a, a a different way and the and the marketing has continued to change through that period yeah look mate there's um
0: I couldn't agree with you more in regards to the changes in marketing and especially in online and offline. And I look forward to uh, to talking about all of these strategies in a moment. Um, but just to, to recap on what you've just said there, there's a heap of gold little nuggets that I took out of it personally. And I just want well, to I'll recap just for listeners there that, listen. that um, you know you started back in the industry, you know wearing your spandex and belt bags. Basically, when personal trainers just started, right? Um, <laughs> and and, and your book <laughs> Yeah, I've got an image I've got an image of you wearing your spandex walking around the gym with a belt bag.
1: So Well I did have to do the aerobics, I have to do the aerobics to actually pass the course and do the classes and yeah, I did all
0: that. Excellent. And um, you know, another really key thing that I see out of that is, you know, at the age of seventeen, you know, you bought your business. And what what I could take out of that is that you didn't know anything about business back then but you you, you jumped in and had a crack at it. Um you know, you you you've released a book. Um, again, you, you took a lot of lessons out of that. But again, the, the reoccurring thing I'm seeing here is you just had a crack at it. Um, you know, and, and I guess a, a question that I've got for you, buddy, is um, in regards to all your marketing knowledge that you know so far, like what, what would you say your biggest lesson uh, or business lesson that you've learnt um,
1: over the time? Um, that's a good question. It's a hard question as well, I think. You keep learning business lessons all the time. Consistently all the time, every single day, and you think you've learned it and you haven't learned it. I guess the biggest lessons I've learned is um I've done a lot of uh, I've done a lot of business with um, you know, myself and um partnerships and all and all sorts of you know, all sorts of way and I think at the end of the day is that you can't run a business by yourself. Um well I can't anyway, and all great businesses have great people and you know, a lot of people listening to this call, the, um, you know, could be more businesses, it could be startups, it could be large. But at the same time, too, it doesn't matter what that stage is. As soon as you grow in business, you need good people around you. And I think it's really important to make sure that you set up a business knowing that, you know, you can have a business and you can have a business that's just you. You are the business. If you want to get bigger than that and have more. Uh, freedom, and freedom is one of my biggest values, um, you need to start making sure that you get the right people around you and don't just get people that are there because they're, they just happen to be in the same room at the time that you need an administration assistant or, or a business partner. Make sure that you find the people that you need that's actually going to help you to grow the business, not grow, not, not for the simplicity that you it's just the mate down the road or you knew that person, it's, it's who's going to help you grow your business to the next level and grow the business the way you can't grow the business. Because, you know, we're only, we're only one person. We only have, you know, generally a limited thinking. Um, if, if we, you know, imagine how big the world is and, and all the different businesses and the people, like there's so many different variations you can take and there's so many different wrong roads you can take and that's probably why a lot of people don't start in business. But... If you know that you're a personal trainer and you want to, for example, you know, uh, take a lesson of corporate wellness, and if I know I want to expand on corporate wellness, but a lot of that time is going to be in administration and organisation skills and things like that. Well, I know that I'm not good at that, but I also, uh, you know, for the sake of it, oh, my brother needed a job at the time, I said, hey, can you help me out for a couple of days? That's not really going to be the right track because he might not have those skills too, so... I guess make sure that you find the people with those skills. And and I think also, too, another lesson here is don't limit yourself to think, you know, oh, I'm just a, I'm just starting out in business and nobody's going to come and want to work for me. Um, I can't pay them enough or I don't have the right skills or I don't have a system manual put into place or I don't have an office or I don't have the right computer, computer system to get this started. I have to do it myself. I think that's a big you know, uh, thing I've seen in the fitness ministry to say. And, and the thing is, to, in, in the defense of that, it's like people are there at the right time that you need them to be. And for example, you could get, you could find the best administration assistant that, that's worked for the best company for the last 20 years, but maybe she's uh, on the leave leave and she just wants to work three days a week for you and she wants to put her system, because that's what she loves to do, into your business. So mm. don't think that you have to go and create every system yourself. Get someone to help you do what we're not very good at because that's when I guess business is gonna go slow growth if you just think, you know what, I've got to write a system manual myself for the next six months, then I can employ somebody. But if you mm. do that, your business is not going to continue to grow. So don't think you have to do everything yourself, but also have the confidence to ask and, and for the right people in the business. I think that's the biggest lesson I've I've learned over time is um, I've tried to take a lot on and try to do a lot of things myself but You simply can't and you need to get people sooner than you probably think you need to get a person in if that's the first person you're going to employ.
0: Look, that's absolutely... um, It's definite wisdom right there. And it's... Man, this is like the third time this has happened in an interview, actually. What you're talking about right now is... um, I'm actually going through a bit of a process like that with our team at the moment. Um, right. It's quite funny. We, we just, before this podcast recording, we just had a team meeting, so we sit down. Uh, we spend an hour together going through our board meeting structure, etc. and and um, there's about five different systems that we created or I created in my brain but then yep. passed on to our team members who are now out there creating this for me. Like I, I put my ideas out there because I'm an ideas man. You're an ideas man yourself. So... You know, and, and anyone out there listening who who thinks they're an ideas person and they they lack a little bit of the uh, the structural follow through, almost. Man, like Richard just said, get out there and find someone who can do it for you because it's just going to fast track your success. And and another key point I took out of that is, um, you know, I, pre- I agreed with everything you said there. That I think one of the main things was that you don't need to start with paying someone a fifty thousand dollar a year salary. You know, you can start. Possibly someone taking over your basic admin duties for five hours a week or 10 hours a week, you know, pay them 20 bucks an hour or something like that. You know, there's, there's people out there looking for it. So, hey, look, thanks for sharing that. Um, I guess um, moving on to, I have got another question for you and I really like to uh, hear the answers to these. Um, is what was your aha light bulb moment that you knew that um, the online marketing was? was an avenue that you knew you needed to take? What what was it that made you feel
1: um, that? Was it? Um, I think for me, if, you know, we look at an online, I guess there's two things in this question. Um, I guess, you know, I guess I go back to the time and when I answer these questions, I go back to the, the journey and you sort of got to look at that and think, well, it hasn't been a journey to get to... Where you're getting to, and where you continue to get to. And so, I guess the journey for me, when I was in the uh, lifestyles corporate wellness space so when I had my corporate wellness company, I had just had myself and my wife help me out. I had uh, two admin people at the time. And uh, as I said, we got a lot. We generated a lot of leads online. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I knew probably more than most people what why I was ranking number one for the terms like corporate wellness and things like that. I knew an insights of it. I did a lot of bits and pieces, course, online, if you want to sort of call it that. But there was a moment when I went to an Anthony Robbins uh, event. It was, a, it was a Date with Destiny event in Gold Coast. And uh, the, the week, it was a five-day or six-day event. And you had to partner up, not with your partner, so I had to partner up with people I didn't know for the whole event. And um, I ended up sort of, I think I was in the bathroom at the time, and I missed out and there was sort of, it just seemed to be like everybody was taken in a second. And I was walking around trying to find who who was left. You know what I mean? And I, um, I bumped into this, the only guy that was left in the entire room of a thousand people. And, uh, it happened to be a, uh, an American, American gentleman. Um, he stood out like the of spades. He was, he was black as could be. And, uh, I said, Hey mate, how are you going? Um, you got a partner? I said, no, okay, I'll go with you for the week. So I ended up going with this guy and, uh, you know, a lot of the week you had to stick with your partner for most of the um, the week. You had to stick with them. They had to do activities and things like that. His name was Steve, Stephen, and um, a lot of the time he just disappeared, Brett. Whenever we were supposed to do group activities, he just disappeared, and I could never find him. So it was like I was just with myself most of the week. <laughs> and at <laughs> the, 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 the end of the week, we all sort of got our certificates and so forth and um, had a great week either way. And I said, hey, listen, you know, you not get to know each other. What do you do? Like, we didn't, we didn't have much time either to sort of talk about what we actually did because it was all about self-development, not so much about exactly what job you did. And he says, listen, Richard, I live in America. Why don't you just come and visit me? So, so I'm going to the States soon. Why don't you come and visit me? I've oh, got a big party happening over there soon. And I go, okay, what's your details? He, he goes, just Google me, Richard. And I go, what do you, who do you think you are? Just Google you. Who are you? And it was like, who is this guy? And so, anyway, I Googled him, and um, he happens to be a guy named Stephen Pierce. and at the time, um, he was heavily, quite a massive guru online, one of the best internet marketers online at that stage. And he was over here actually prepping for his um his, his event that he was going to put on the week later. So he was going to put a massive event online in, uh, in Australia, and the organisers of the Anthony Robbins event was his organisers as well. So it seemed that because he was away most of the week, he was actually organising his event, and he just got a free ticket from Tony Robbins for the event to come and you know hang out with him. So it was interesting because from that moment, and it was imba- quite embarrassing too, Brett, because I said to him, "Oh yeah, I do a bit of things online, and I, and I use <laughs> editors." And I go, "Oh yeah, I've used sites, and I've used this," and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's good, that's good." And here am I sitting with a guy that's making millions of dollars online every month. So <laughs> it-, it was a good insight, and he gave me a lot of these tools and these resources and these programs, all for free. And he simply said, Hey, Richard, you know, my um, lack of lack of time there, this is my program I'm going to give you. And, you know, I went over to his um, house in Texas quite a few times and we met with, you know, some of the best on my market at the time it was Jay Abraham. There was a um, heap of other people there. It was Tim Ferriss walked in the door actually when we had his party and opened the door? And Tim Ferriss walked in. This, before, this is the, the week he was launching his first book um, for our work week. And I opened the door and he um, said, "Hey, how are you going? I'm Tim." And I said, "Hey, how are you going? I didn't hear of his book in, um, until, the, until that sort of week when he was launching it. And he was such a cool, laid-back guy. And I was sort of, we were sort of there. I mean, in life, I was thinking, geez, this is what um, internet marketing is all about. It, these wow. are the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. And then from pretty much from then, Brett, that was my my first at-home uh, moment. I guess my second one was, you know, I came back and uh, I was still in lifestyle wellness and." It sort of made me think about this online marketing. So from that event I went to the next one and as I said I had, you know, lifestyles there, corporate wellness and uh, you know, a lady caught up on the phone and says, Hey, can I see your um can I you know, do you have a bio of your personal trainer? She was in Perth and I was in in Perth as well and I said, Oh, I don't but you know, let me take a picture and she goes, Oh, that'd be great and I said, Hang on, I'm getting this question asked quite a few times, why don't I take a video? And so what I did, Brett, I started doing more videos for my team of 80 people, and I thought, hang on, if I can do this for them, why don't I do this for the whole of the industry? And at that time, we didn't have any, you know, uh, YouTube smashing out, like people weren't recording videos. So, you know, I came up with the idea of having a video directory for personal trainers. And so I guess... Um, that in itself, you know, when I asked personal trainers to give a video, like nobody had videos for it. It was impossible to find videos on YouTube personal trainer. So it was sort of like, you know what, I'm because of the first moment of the Stephen Pearson meeting people like that and actually seeing people succeeding on that, I had the confidence to say, you know what? I can help every single personal trainer because I think I know more then 98% of them at that time about online marketing. And so it's like moments like that. I think those were my two aha moments that got me on online marketing. And from there, just giving that I think it's really just having that self belief threat to actually go and do something that's probably way out of your comfort zone, but it's way out of everybody's comfort zone, isn't it? So somebody's got to do it, don't they? So I think those are my two main moments. I think getting on the online space. Yeah, wow. Um <laughs> thanks for sharing that,
0: man. I I was actually really uh captivated to that first story. You know, it's it's quite funny though when you look at it. You went to a to a seminar called Um A Date with Destiny and mate, that's exactly what it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly <laughs> <That's> right.
1: <man. laughs>
0: so, um, you know, it's, it's always funny when, when those type of things happen and you know, I'm a massive believer in things happen for a reason and um Look, really exciting to, for you to share your, your, those aha moments with us, mate. Um, a question for you in regards to marketing. So, like, and, and let's put the, the personal trainer out there, um, put their hat on for a minute and um, think, you know, if, if they're just wanting to, if they're just getting started in industry or or even they've been in the industry for a while and they're just, you know, trying to get more leads into their fitness business, what would be your, you know, top one or two strategies that you would implement to get leads coming through your, your email inbox? or calling you?
1: Well, I guess the first strategy is I would think if you're just a single trainer, you've just started, you're deciding maybe you're out of your course and you decide, do I hit the fitness first or I do it myself? And you're going to decide to do it yourself. Well, I would think that the best strategy you can do is um, branding. So you need to brand yourself because most people probably won't know that you've been a trainer or you did your course. You may have come from a different role and they think you're still a um, legal secretary or something. So I think the first thing to do is brand yourself and... One, get a logo, I think it's the biggest thing. I think I'm very big into branding. I think get a logo first of all because that's going to define who you are. If your logo is red, you need to know why it's been red for. If it's, if, it's, if it's an energy color, think about what who you are as a person and that can go into a logo. Now, once you have a logo, I think then you have a business. You have something you can ground. So for for 100 bucks or something or even cheaper, you have your identity. You've got an identity now. And that identity then, you can use that logo and put on a Facebook page. You can use that logo to um, put that Facebook page on and then share that Facebook page with your closest friends and families and say, share this, I'm a personal trainer now, this is what we do. So I think actually telling the world that this is what I do now and you know, putting it out there to the universe and seeing what's going to come back is probably the first and the cheapest option number one, I would say, um, obviously, online marketing is, is something um, I have a big bias towards, clearly. So my uh, next sort of thing I would tell traders, quite frankly, I would, and this is what I've done in when I had my personal training, is pretty much get on every single directory you possibly can that's going to skyrocket you faster than you could ever skyrocket yourself. And what I mean by that is that if I said to trainers out there, go get a website first, the problem you're going to have is the website costs money um, and build it costs money and then you've got to showcase it and make sure people find it costs money and it costs time and not only that. One's it actually costs um, you know a lot of research into doing these things and, and you should be doing that. But if you're looking at a very early start personal trainer, I, I'd go and join directories that cost you $30 a month and they'll put you in places where people are already searching for personal trainers. Well, of course, I'm biased. I've got, you know, a personal training directory. But at the same time, too, um, I believe in my products and I believe that, you know, this is how I did it. I mean, if you've got... If there's a free personal training directory, get on that for goodness sake. But if you're on five directories that already have thousands of visitors and you're branding yourself correctly with your right logo, with a really nice picture of yourself, a fitness picture, not a blurred picture coming out of the pub on a Saturday or something, if it's the right picture... The right card at market is going to find you and they're going to give you a call and you're going to get an email into your inbox. That's probably the two strategies I'll go off and that's the strategy that I've used in every single business I've run. If it's fitness or another industry, I've always basically go and find the top players that are already up there and how do I get my brand, my logo, my Facebook link, my web link on their page. That's what I want to know and that's what I'll pay for because I think that's what value to it versus, um, you know, building those things yourself and wasting your time when you should be focused on um, actually becoming a good personal trainer initially so that you can get more referrals that way, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, again, great great insights there, mate. Um, I, I think another one, just to tap home, just to talk to one of the points that you brought up there in regards to directories, et cetera. Again, it, it's like every single marketing strategy that we ever talk about on this um, podcast and, and we ever will talk about is, you need to look at what's the return on investment. So if you're paying ten, twenty, thirty, forty, even a hundred dollars a month to be on a certain directory, but if you're getting, you know, a return on investment each month from that, then you know it's a no-brainer. So you need to calculate, you know, how many clients do I need to receive to make this a positive return on investment. Um, so always keep that in the back of your mind as well before you go. Oh, it's just another twenty dollars here or thirty dollars here. You need to look at it and go am i going to get a return on it this month or how long am i willing to invest in this thing to see if it works so for example if you're paying 20 dollars a month for a directory you know you look at that over 12 months it's 240 dollars. so let's say over that 12 month period you know you got one client in the first month um who was worth you know if you look at it fifty dollars a week over um the year that's over two and a half thousand dollars you've, you've definitely got a return on investment but um so keep an eye on that. And I think another key part that you said there was don't just choose one. Don't just go and register with True Local and just leave it at that. Go and go and register with every single um, directory out there. And, and we touched upon that in, in a past episode. And, um, you know, you're not the first person to say that that's a, a very great resource to, to start with. And, and, of course, there's free ones out there. So get out there and, and just Google it to say, Google Personal Training Directories. Um and no doubt you know, Richard's will pop up there and I highly recommend everyone jump on that as well and I'll give you a link to that um so you can go check it out on on uh I'm going to I'll put Richard on the spot and I'm I'm gonna say he's gonna give us all a discount. Um if anyone goes through and um um clicks the link and heads over yeah, so we'll, definitely.
1: We'll to Yeah, we'll that we'll that. get a discount. let me think about the next part of the, the rest of the part of the interview and see what we, we can um uh, do and um get you at the end of the call. we'll get a um We'll get a we'll get a good deal for everybody because honestly, I really think that um you know exactly what you said, Brett. Like, you know, this industry really um, I guess the the right industry to showcase our skills as well into because you know what other industry you know there's very few other industries that you know people actually want to watch you on a video or they want to read your article about how to get into shape and you know it's pretty exciting industry. Um, you know, when you're first getting into fitness or somebody wants to lose weight, like, people are looking for answers out there. And, uh, the, the you know, there's so much, you know, messages. But, I mean, if you brand yourself, and that's what I always say, I mean, if you're branding yourself as the local expert in your area, and, you know, you've, let's say you've got, you know, so there's so much competition out there. I hear that all the time, but really there's not. If you've got 10 personal trainers in your local path that you train, for example, and... um You've got to then Google the area and figure out what the 10 people are doing. You've probably got, I'd say, more than half of those people that probably don't even have an online presence, or if they do, you can't find it. And then you might have four people that do have an online presence. Then you might have one person, two people that have a website, and I'm in directories and things like that. But the question I'd have for you, I'd be very highly surprised that, you know, out of the people in your area, who's really taking action as the leader and the expert online? So... Put yourself in someone who doesn't know you as a trainer. Yeah, every trainer out there is great. I hear all the stories. I know they're fantastic. They can do the best five-step skills. They can do the best sit-ups. They, they're the best, right? They know they're the best. They get the best results for their clients. I hear it all. But the problem, Brett, is that I don't know that if I'm coming to the business and they don't have a showcase for that. So if they haven't written a blog about the best squat and they haven't, if they've just sent it out to their clients and printed it out, now hey, here it is, but if you haven't put it online on a, on a, on a blog, or if you haven't recorded a video saying, hey, this is how we do the best push-ups and this is how I get six-pack ripped abs in two weeks with my clients. Or well, if this is how, this this is the story of 10 of my clients' testimonials. If only the clients know that and the personal trainer and no other person, well, you're actually not the best trainer in your area because nobody knows you are and you're not building an online presence up. You're not building a brand identity up. So... If you look in your local area and see who's doing that, you'd be surprised and that's where you say, well, you know what, I can win in this area and I can be the biggest and the best and the most busiest trainer possible because nobody else is probably doing it. And honestly, Brett, this is the biggest thing I see is that there is so much opportunity, especially in this industry, Uh, people and personal trainers coming in saying it's flooded. It's absolutely rubbish because I can count on probably one hand, some really good people are putting out really good, consistent content every single week. There's very few people doing it. And if you do it, that's where the leads are going to come from. I can guarantee that. Yeah, totally
0: agree with you there. And, and you know, it's it's a bit of a pet peeve for me as well when I hear people go, oh, there's just too many trainers out there. There's too many of this. or well, that's a hard market. That's a flooded market. You know, it's hard to make money in that market now and you know, I just say that's a load of bullshit myself. Um, you know, our, our company's had extreme growth over the last eighteen months. Um and if we look back at it and and let's just talk to your couple of points again, the whole thing of branding. You know, we've we've created at Fit International, we've created a very, very prominent brand now. Um, our brand Checks, for example, is you know, it it's 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 very rare now that we'll we'll talk to some um our target market, someone aged 19 to 45 and they wouldn't have heard about us or heard of us or, or seen something from us. Um, you know, so it's, we we were down in, um, and I may have mentioned this in the, in the past episode, but we, we were down in uh, Sydney, Emily and I, we went down for our five year anniversary and, and we were down there and we were sitting at the, the opera house and uh, sitting there having a nice bottle of red. And, um, mostly this, this couple came over and, um, sat down with us and, um, you know we like started talking, and this and that, and they're they're from actually Brisbane, and then we say what we do, and she's like, "Oh, I know that, yeah, I'm on your emails, I've been receiving your emails for you know for a few months now, and you know yeah. she's actually bought one of our products and it's, it's just an it's an amazing thing and um, it just goes to show you the the power of the internet and not only that the power of being able to have a brand you know and and that's why we've been able to grow you know the fastest fitness license program for personal trainers in Australia because we, we have a great brand and people want to be a part of it. You know, we've got a, a, a forum of thousands of girls going, we want to be trained here or we want a location here, you know, and it's the demand of of the brand is, is where it's really at. And, look, I totally, re, um, totally agree with you in regards to, um, you know, people sending out great content and doing it continuously. Um, you know, just an example, right, and... We've just conducted a survey to our list. Now we've got quite a large list and so far we've had over five thousand people um fill out our survey. Um and it was thirteen questions um that we asked yep. and some of the information I've got to tell you is actually I'm sitting there slapping myself in the head because um and this is the power of it. If you haven't done a survey, anyone out there, this is it this is a gold nugget. Survey your list, even if you've got hundred people on it, you know, survey them. Now yeah, like I said, some of the information that we've got out of it is it's just actually staggering, and something that I want to share with everyone. I'll, I'll share some of it um, now because I think it's really, really vital. And this is something that, um, you know, I know a lot of people miss out on. Um, is I've just got to find this question here. Is one of the questions was how do you currently view our um, products or services? Um, mm. And I just looked here. Second. Um, so, how do you view our current content? So, when we send out an email, how do they view it? And we can tell you that forty-six um, percent currently, based off what we've got here, view it from mainly from their iPhones, from their their phone device. Um, there you go, eh? You know, which which is an amazing statistic, and rec- and what we can actually tell you our Google Analytics tell us that there's there's actually over fifty percent of people visit our website from a mobile device, which you know. And you look at a desktop, there's only twenty eight percent of people actually view our content from desktop. So this is where people fall into that trap of, oh, I need to have a beautiful looking website, it needs to have beautiful graphics, it needs to have this, that, and all of the bloody jazz that people think they need to have. It's it's you know, it's falling on their because if you have a beautiful looking website, you're not gonna be able to view it in a mobile. A mobile just sees it as a single strip. Um you know, which why I feel, and in my marketing opinion, I'll get you to give your opinion on this, um, it may be different, but that's why a sales page format um, is so popular when it comes to getting someone to take some form of action, whether it be to um, take up a free trial or a free offer or, or purchase a product. Um, because of the way that the technology is changing now, you know, in the next five years, we're going to have 70%, 80% of people viewing content on their phone. So what, what's your thoughts on that one, though? I know we're on a bit of a tangent,
1: but... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Um, yeah, I mean, the results are in the pudding. You put out a survey and 46% have said that, you know, they're being on a mobile. And, you know, I, I have to also believe that as well because I look at my analytics on a lot of people's personal trainers' websites. And, uh, you know, they're all around the same, anywhere from 20 to, you know, 40%, 50% on mobile. So it, it does beg the question that, you um, know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, we all do it. We, we look at a site on a desktop and we say no, no, that's great but yeah it, it is a big it is a big point because if you your client are uh, viewing your mobile platforms you've got to make sure that obviously you look good mobile mobile eyes. If the mobile site or if it's a mobile responsive site. Um you know I, I'm I'm very I'm very much in employment as well because I mean otherwise what's the point? And maybe that's why you're not getting the leads in that you short thought you should have got in with a nice site and you know I've got another company that we build websites and we do Facebook and social media strategies as well. And the thing is, you know, what we do with a lot of our sites too, Brett, is all we do is is we keep it looking nice, but we keep it looking simple as well. And simple is with every site, every page, should only have one one message and one mm. purpose to a page. If you have more than one purpose to a page, it may think that you're getting your message out, but not really, because people only are on your site generally for between a minute and, you know, maybe two or three minutes. And you know, people are coming there for a purpose, not two purpose. You generally don't Google for two purposes. You put one question in there, not two. So it's the same thing with every page and, and this is where um I got another side circuit, this is where, you know, Google has come up with another algorithm change and this will sort of put your point across as well, Brad, is that um to rank highly in Google now you have to have a responsive website. So you get more points, you get more Google juice basically if you have a responsive website. When I say responsive, meaning that mobile browsers is friendly. Um, so making sure that it's the WordPress site or the CMS, something similar like that, um, and making sure that uh, the load and the speed time. So if you have, you know, flash and, you know, massive video files and all this sort of stuff, um, Google's going to penalise you and not show your results on mobile. So the results you see on, on your desktop versus mobile in regards to ranking as well can also be different. You know, people are going to rank on the mobile because they're mobile responsive because Google doesn't want to show any unnecessary results. Um, and the same with the searches. They're not going to show a page that has three or four different, you know, situations. They're going to show a page that has one message and one message only. And that's the new algorithm that came out just last week called Hummingbird. If anybody's, um, into that stuff.
0: Probably just us, mate. But yeah, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: it's, it's it's the geek come out. I think um, yeah, it's quite yeah. quite funny. If you you know you asked me this ten years ago, I go oh, geez, computer geeks type thing. But it, what I find really interesting about it is I'm a Nazi now on percentages and statistics and this and that. And that's why I get this survey um, not only was a survey conducted to get information. You know, there was another underlying. Um, you know offer that we were able to produce which you know in turn actually has um you know turned out to be a very um very good financial move as well from our perspective so um and not only that it's the, the millions of dollars of information that you're going to receive from people um you know like questions I've got how would you like to to view our content you know more in uh, is it articles videos interactive online webinars podcasts et cetera. so there's a whole heap of information here that's, um you know, if, if you're not surveying your list and you're not asking them these questions, then you, you're going to be doing what you feel like you want to do. That's that's the key, you know. And for me, part of that is a bit of a struggle because I I, I write here and one of my questions is, you know, how often would you like to receive um, educational content from us? And, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd love to send it out every day, you know, and, and I know a lot of online marketers who do. Um, yeah. However, you know, our... Feedback from this, and and it's it's come in at around 50% want it once a week, you know, which which is great because we're currently doing it about once a week, sometimes a couple times a week, but our second um, on that is you know every two to three days as well. So it's it's really important because if I just decided to one and just email daily out to our um, contacts, whilst yes, we're still giving away content, what can happen is because everyone's so busy in their everyday life that you know you don't get a chance to read every email and. Sometimes it can just become such of an overwhelm going, geez, I've got 20 emails for them to listen to um, or for them to, you know, read. They'll probably be like, oh, I'm just going to, it's unsubscribe because I can't keep up, you know. And, yeah, and I guess if, if if I relate this to a, an example, if we were to do um, interview podcasts every day, I know for a fact there would be um, people not listening to it and then they'd just give up because they'd be too far behind. Um, and that, you know, you know how I get that information is because one of our questions again is, do you listen to our free podcast? And forty-five percent of people say I've been meaning to, but I yet haven't found the time. <laughs> yeah, so very interesting there. So you know, they've been meaning to, but they actually haven't found the time yet. So yeah, you've got to uh, you've got to listen to your customers for sure. Yeah, right, exactly. So thanks for letting me go on that bit of a tangent there. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about. Um, you know, a little bit about marketing and, and I guess any insights, anything that you feel that, um, you know, would be useful for for our trainers and our listeners out there, um, you know, any insights that you've learned in regards to marketing, any any strategies that you think's really cool, maybe you've done some um, promotion of some sort that worked really well, um, any, any
1: juicy information that you could, put, you
0: could help us out with? That
1: um, I, probably the best... is. I mean, I'll try and go the easiest option. There's so many options out there, but you know, if we look at trainers, I think the best piece of marketing you will probably do, and the cheapest and the easiest would would probably be, you know, as you just mentioned, Brett, is, is put something out to the put something out to the audience really fast. And I'll give you an example. Um, after I got our, my our book out, I released an audio it was called "The Secrets of a Healthy Family," and uh, we went to interview. Um, you know, seven of the leading experts um, in the world on um, healthy families and uh, we didn't know any of these guys at all, uh, but we picked up the phone and we asked them and, you know, most of them said yes, pretty much. Um, and, these, you know, these are people that have been on Oprah shows and things like that and picked up the phone and asked and they, they generally said yes. And, and for personal trainers, I guess the lesson is that the easiest way you can do it and to get to your market, so for example, if you're trying to target, you know, the best, MMA instructors, I mean, sorry, let's say you've got MMA classes, right? What you'd want to do is I, if I was that trainer, trying to attract that audience, I would go interview the best MMA trainers or instructors out there and just have a bit of a um, a question to them and basically ask, you know, what does a great MMA session include, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not sort of saying that, you know, the, trainers, the, the client's going to go to them, these are guys that might be overseas or wherever they may be, but if you go interview you know, the 10 or 20 people in your industry, in your, you know, speciality, I should say, not industry, um, are regarding that. Um, so if it's, you know, CrossFit, well, why don't you go to the CrossFit Games and go interview all the CrossFit experts and the world champs and that sort of stuff. It means that when you come back and you put that as a video or an article and things like that, I do think that the right people and the good clients are going to consistently come to you. And I think that's a really an easy way of marketing to also make you again the expert out there. I keep coming back to that because really, you know, when when you're on a TV, and, and I guess from my example, as soon as you're on a TV, if that's, you know, a TV set or if that's YouTube, which people can now view on their TV in their lounge room, you've actually become the expert. And even if you don't think you're the expert, you'll naturally become the expert. Um, so I think, and when when we look at, you know, our, I guess our, our lifestyle out there and our senses, whenever you're, in that, you know, when you look at, oh, this is a celebrity and so forth, these guys, they're still human beings. And mm. at the end of the day, they're celebrities because they've done well for themselves, whether that's in the movies or that's on TV. But it comes down to because they were in a box, the TV, and people watch them. That's what it comes down to. And so it's not necessarily saying that, hey, go and get on the highest rating TV show. It's basically saying to your speciality, when people are searching for you, make sure you come up and make sure that you are that person. So I know it was very similar to the point I made before, but to be honest with you, that's that probably the simplest way to do it and it's a free way to do it as well. It doesn't cost you much money at all. Um, that's, I think, a good tactic. Another good tactic, again, is um, give something away. and I'm sure, you, um, I'm sure you do this with your internet marketing. You know, you're always giving something away, so people aren't going to give you their email address and you give something away. Um, you know, if that's an ebook for goodness sake, you know, I think as trainers, we're pretty smart and we know a lot. But the thing is, we may not think that's a lot to a person that's looking at us. So, you know, it could be a 10 page booklet about how to lose weight. But the thing is, people that are searching for that will find that really valuable. And then you're becoming mm. the expert. And the thing is, you've got their, their email list and their name, their phone number, and then you can contact them and ask them how they went. Um, I think another good way that, that we did it, obviously I got my book out and from there a lot of different opportunities come because you meet a lot of different people and um, you can instantly, you know, move things. So, you know, getting a book out is a, is a great concept to, uh, to to get the publicity that you need and the free publicity as well. Um, and, and, and I guess another great marketing piece is always have a back-end, Brett, because I think people get stuck here. They say... I want to do this and I want to make sure I advertise for $20,000 and yada, yada, yada. The thing is, if you just, it's like a funnel. It's like going into a, a store. Let's say you're on holidays or you're wandering through shopping or in a shopping mall Westfield and, you know, you go past the store and you don't really out to shop for anything. But you do see, you know, your favourite pair of jeans there and it, and it has a big sign that says 95% off. And outside the shop, it has a rack of jeans there. Right, and they're all the cheap jeans that are put 95% off. And what happens is actually getting into the shop to stop and getting you to look through the doors. And even though you may not want to go through, you see your favourite pair of jeans for 95%. You've got to find them. And even they might be an extra, 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 extra large, but you're still going to the store knowing that there may be something that's for them. So it's the same sort of thing with online. It's like if you can give you something that stops people at your website for two seconds to fill in a form and don't talk about... The price of your product to give something away, uh, I think that's really the best thing because you can't expect people just to pay for products if they don't have any incentive um, in that. There's, there's got to be an incentive to get people into your door, and that and it comes down to even having good content on your site. They've got to stop by, you've got to give them something. You can't expect anything for nothing. Um, you know, I think what you give out, mm. is you get back. So if you expect them to make a sale or your first phone call, well, you need to make sure that people have researched you and you've seen you and they trust you. It's a trust factor, I think, when it comes to online marketing and e-marketing, um, yeah. you know, regard Yeah, 100% agree
0: with that as well. And it, it, it reminds me, it brings up the thing of reciprocity. Um, and no doubt, you have you read the book Influence by Robert Cialdini?
1: I have read that a long time ago. Yeah.
0: So in, in that book, and I think it'll be a good lesson to share with everyone, is, and if you haven't got it, go out and get it. It's called Influence um, by Robert Cialdini. Just um, so get on Amazon. You pick it up for probably $10, 12 bucks. Um, in, in the book, they he follows one human, um, I guess one law of psychology, and one, of, you know, one of those is reciprocity. And they did this big study, and um, they basically had these um, high school students and or university students. Um, in a big library and they're sitting down doing some work and, and filling out some, some test papers, etc. and one of the guys gets up, walks out of the room, and he uh, he comes back um, with two cans of Coke and he gives a can of Coke to the guy who was sitting next to him. Now, the other guy didn't ask for this can of Coke. He just, um, the guy actually said, oh, look, I'll, when I was out there, I was told I was allowed to bring it back in, so I thought I'd get you one. Um, so he's building up massive value with this person right now. He's going, well, geez, you, I don't really even know you and you gave me a can of Coke. Um, mm. And w- what what they did was, just, and this is what blew me away, and how simple this is, if you can adapt this to your business, to your life, to your friendships, anything. Is at the end of the um, the test, the guy who bought the can of coke, um, he asked. He then asked that the the, uh, the other gentleman said, "Hey, look, mate. Of um, probably didn't use mate because he was in America. He probably said, "Hey, bro." Um, <laughs> Would you be interested in buying some raffle tickets um because i 've got some raffle tickets that we're selling and it 's for a, a good cause, et cetera, et cetera, and what they found was they found there was like a three times higher uptake rate of people buying more raffle tickets if they were given the can first, so you look at that and you and you go it's that law of give first to receive, and that 's exactly what you were talking about there in regards to giving away something online um. You know so have you heard that story before rich or
1: yeah i I've heard that, and I've heard some other very similar stories as well um yeah you know it's it, it's it's I hear it time and time again everything, and uh I think it's a, it comes down to also you know being grateful and giving and you're receiving and uh right. it's a it's a universal law everybody's read the you know the power and the secret it's it's a really universal law. and it does work it really does work um in the smallest of ways, you know, you've got to uh, you've got to give and you will get, basically. And I, I think something else important to, to touch
0: on there as well is to not go into it expecting, um, yeah. you know, expecting something
1: in return as well. That's the key thing is
0: is not to have to expect it. Oh, and
1: I think know, that's like, the hard thing as well that most people, you know, you know, consistently we've got to always. We've got to always uh, slap ourselves and say that I don't expect anything in return. And that's the hard thing that most people are yeah. probably get their head around. You know, that's, that's the tough thing. You've got to give. You have got to give. You know.
0: And the example that I'd use there is like, you know, you go out with a bunch of friends and you go, no, I'll, I'll get dinner or I'll get breakfast this time, no worries. And it's it, it almost, you know, and, and I'll put my hand up. Sometimes it's almost like, oh, it must be their turn, or it's it's a ever evolving thing. And you know, a lot of guys. You know, out there, and obviously a lot of a lot of girls as well, be able to relate to this one. Is you, you go out on a night, you know, you're out in town, and, and you go and buy a drink, and and then you know, someone buys you a drink, and you feel obliged that you need to buy them a drink back. You know, that is the yeah. same law working there. Um, and I guess I want to touch upon just quickly the point that you made about um, you know becoming a celebrity almost, and and that's exactly what it is about. When you're on YouTube, whether you like it or not, if you're on YouTube and you put a video up of yourself, if someone walks down the street and they see you, they'll see you as a, whether it be a D-grade celebrity or whatever, they'll see you as a, as a higher person than they would have if they'd never seen you in the video. And now, how I relate to that is, example, like we were down in Spilex this year um, at the fitness convention in Sydney, and we had you know hundreds of girls come up to us um, and wanting to meet us, um, because they'd seen us online, they've been receiving our emails, seen our videos, um, and a lot of them did say it's like it feels like I'm meeting a celebrity. Now, that's, you know, the, the purpose behind that is I'm just a normal dude. You know, we're just normal people. Um, we're out there having a go, and that's exactly how you create raving fans, just like that. So, just wanted to tell oh, really yeah. people
1: people, uh, people who find anywhere and they'll, um you know, the thing is, most won't come up and say hello, but they'll definitely, um, they definitely will, will notice. That's for sure.
0: Well, let's look at your example back at the date with Destiny. You know, with Stephen. So, you didn't know Stephen from a bar of soap, but I'd, I would almost guarantee and bet my left nut on it. If you'd been watching him online for the last two, three years, videos and this and that, when
1: you met him, you would have, you would have felt starstruck. Oh, 100%. Of course, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like that. It's, uh, it's, it's even like you know, when people are. Are watching TV and they, they see that person and and you know one person who watches it they they adore or they, they go, oh that's a person and the other person goes oh whatever you know what I mean that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean anything to them so yeah definitely yeah. Well, it's always it's always that way and, it, and I think it's always going to continue to be that way um, and you know you can the good thing about it is that you know you can put yourself out there in any sort of show or reality show and. You know, it's like sort of opening the door. It gives you a chance, but at the same time, too, you've got to have a back-end product, and that's what I was getting to as well. Like, make sure, you know, if you're going to get out there, get a back-end product to make sure that when you do go out there and people see you when you're giving away free stuff, you're eventually going to have a product um, that can bring your revenue in when people do want to come back and, you know, connect with you then. Yeah, exactly. It's like going through the client journey, and
0: basically what you're doing is you're having... If you, if you imagine the client journey as a chain, if you've got a front-end offer where you're offering something for free um, and then all of a sudden you don't have another offer, what you're doing is you've got a link, you've got a broken link in the chain. But in reality, what you're doing is you're actually causing a disservice to this customer because at the end of the day, we all want to be sold on something that we feel is going to be good for us. So if we, we like to be taken on journeys and um, if... if Whenever you see a great marketing strategy, and for some reason you're you're online and you're checking something out, and I'll use the example. The other night, I was I was, <laughs> it was about 10:15. Um, I was laying in bed, and I, I just for some reason I, I clicked into my email because um, I'm expecting an email from someone, and and I um I looked at it, and I well I actually got distracted by this other email, and I was looking through it, read the email, going through, then I watched a 15 minute video. And then I was taken to another video, and then next thing I, I spent two hundred dollars on a product. Um, <laughs> it, it was a, an amazing journey, you know. Like, and if that product wasn't available, that person would have been doing me a disservice because I was wanting more. You know, I was left yeah. wanting more, and it, it's it's like a, a, when I say, a prospect actually expresses interest in your fitness business. You know with our particular locations, for example, we have a twenty four hour policy. You need to call that person within twenty four hours because what they've done is put their head on for a minute you're, you know you they're sitting there, they've expressed interest in coming and trying out your area or your business they they want to know what the next step is now they don't want to wait two three days and put the broken link in the chain, so it's very important like to say to have that back end um strategy, so I couldn't agree more with that. So uh, let's change let's change tack here a little bit. I just want to ask you a question. Um, being a leader in the fitness industry, where do you see the fitness industry heading in the next five
1: years? Oh, uh, I think the fitness industry is um, going. Uh, you know, I think it's going in good places, and uh, I think there's. You know, I don't know about. Um, you know, I think there's. If you if you anybody's ever travelled to places, I think Australia has the Australian fitness industry has probably. You know, so much fitness opportunities, gyms, personal trainers every street corner I see here. When I go to um, other places in different countries, it's not really like that. So I think that this industry in Australia is very strong, and people are becoming more aware and it's becoming more enormously fit, most definitely. Um, so I think it's going from strength to strength. Obviously, you know there'll be some changes. It's still a very new industry, remember. So. You know, it's what 30, 30, years old possibly. If that, um, so it's a new industry. So there's going to be new growth. So anybody that's getting into the industry now, you got to remember that there's, there, there's there's only a few big players out there. I mean, we are still very, you know, small. So I do think there's a lot of room for growth. Uh, being a new industry, I think there's obviously the you know the, the trainers that are coming through. That yeah, there's going to be heaps trainers come through, and there's going to be the good ones and the bad ones. But eventually, the good ones will rise because when more people are going to be educated, um, they're going to continue to go to those good ones. I think I think uh, we're getting more regulated all the time, and I think it's a good thing. Um So I think the fitness industry has strength, but I also think that people become smarter the the, the users. So it means that we've got to now get a bit more serious as being business owners and making sure that. You know, you can't just be a, a sloppy trainer expecting to keep a client forever. You've got to, you've got to get the results and you've got to, um, uh, deliver, um, you know, you've got to deliver really good results as well and, and, and service as well. So I think because there's other people out there that's listening to podcasts like this and that's learning and they has got business coaches and they're the ones that are going to be, you know, getting more, more, more spaces, more, more presence out there. So you've got to remember there's going to be competition, but, you know, competition's a good thing and as, I think as long as we um as trainers stay stay um strong and actually stay educated, I think it's uh it's very it's very different. Excellent. So
0: excellent thanks for sharing that buddy. Um I I guess just to touch on that as well in regards to um you know like you said the the good ones will prevail um or you know the, the good trainers will Rise above the rest. I guess if we just want to add that, the good
1: trainers who understand marketing will rise above yes. the rest. I think, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, yeah, that's the. You can be, you can have the best biggest biceps and triceps, but as I said before, you need people need to know about how you made the big biggest biceps and triceps and yeah. uh, how you, how that marketing come about. So, uh, most, most definitely.
0: Yeah, great. So, um, look, we're we're coming up to the end of our time, but I have got one more question for you, and it's something that. You know, I'm a real big fan of these type of things and I'd like to uh ask you what's your what's one of your favorite analogies?
1: My favorite analogy um oh um I guess the favorite analogy is uh, a few there's a few quotes and analogies out there. Um I think it's a question to think about, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the um I think it's like the grass, you know, when people say the grass is greener on the other side, and it's always been. I've I've used that um, analogy for a lot of times over the years, but the problem is, I think it's the wrong analogy a little bit. I think the right one is the grass is greener where you water it, and um, Mm. I've been in many many situations where you can think that oh, this guy's doing it better, or that company's bigger, and this is that, and you know, comparing yourself to places that you should be at the moment or other people that are doing it, it's actually really doing a disheart to yourself and your pride and who you are. And I think, one well, everybody's on their own journey and uh, it's important that to realise that nobody's on your journey except you. And, yeah, that person may take that journey and they've that, but, you know, your journey is very personal and uh, it's important to make sure that if you are taking the journey, if you if you're here and not there, well, be the best you can be right here and give, give this love and give this care and give yourself self-love, um where you're, where you're at the moment because otherwise you're not going to get or experience being at the other side of the grass because you're never going to get there if, if you don't actually give it some effort and give it some work. So if you sort of want to get, if you're in that stage where you want to get, you want to, you see, you see the grass over there and you want to get over there, well you've got to first Water and and make effort on this grass, you can get over there. Um, otherwise, you'll never get over there, and you'll keep comparing mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think that analogy at the moment, I would say. Oh, um, I love it. I love it. Ones out. So I think to add to that, there's a really cool um, website called uh, The Universe. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. I've haven't, I've haven't joined it. My wife's joined it. And what happens is you put, it's like an odorous Brett. And you put your um your name in there, So you put um you know your name, Richard. What time of the day you want to see these updates, and what happens? then, um, like I'm not joined, as I said, but uh, every time it comes, it goes. Dear Joey, you are magical. You're going into you know amazing times ahead. And the way it's written, it's it's sort of talking about. It's really individualized, obviously with um, with autoresponders. But I always like to read it out if we're at home at night or something, and I'll hear most of the updates. But it's just like the way it's written. It's like oh, it always means something at that time in your life, because mm. analogy is like it has more meaning at a certain time if you're going through something. Um, and and it's, yeah, it's called the universe. Google it. And, uh, it's a simple thing. And I'm it's just like, trying again, to Google it's it selling. now. Say universe, is it? It's not. So i get it online.
0: It's not selling anything. I'll um it's coming. It's coming up with the actual universe,
1: <laughs> as you would expect. I'll make sure I get the link and you can put it on yeah, the podcast. We'll, oh, yeah, I'll definitely we'll do get the link and I'll ask what it is. And um quotes or something. And it, it, it's, a, it's a really cool way to um you know, to give yourself a bit of um a get of everybody needs, I think, goodness all the time. Um mm, and not very scary and things like that. So yeah, that at the moment that's what it is, but um it always changes. Same thing with quotes, they always change, don't they, all the time? Um yep. your favourite quotes and things like that. So it's like Look actually uh, I love that. I love that analogy, the grass
0: is greener, you know, and it's, the, the thing is is you, you, we all start off with a seed and the more you water it, the more grass you have, the more grass you have, the more land you have, the more land you have, the more ability to build on that land and reach more people, et cetera. So it's, uh, um, I love it. I've written that one down and, and I'll be keeping that and using that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so Richard... I'll get that. Well, I guess we're, we're at that time, mate, where, you know, you've got to go and water your grass and I'm going to go and water my grass now. Um, but uh, for all our listeners, um, I know that, uh, you know, I put you on the spot a little bit earlier about looking at a, at a you know good deal for our trainers here to get registered on um, your personal trainer database um, that can help them obviously get, get some clients and so forth. Um, so what we will do is we will put a link on this particular um, podcast. So you, if you're listening on iTunes, you'll need to go to FitProfessional. dot com. dot um, and click on podcast, and you'll be able to see the episode that says Richard Mark. Um, but if anyone else wants to find out anything about you, fo- you know, follow you, um, etc. Where where can they find out um, more about you? Uh,
1: yeah, listen. I guess the best place they can follow is um, they can get me on Facebook. Uh, I'm not active at the moment; I got my head down. But I'm always on Facebook. I'm always checking. It's um, just Richard Mark. M A R C or Richard Mark Tengy. Um you can find me there. Uh and um yeah, I've got actually I've got a TV show I do and I think uh yeah, I got you last time in it and it's called Um Getting Raw and they can check out some episodes there and um and you can always sort of see, you know, my personality there and uh you know, connect through Facebook's probably the best best way I'd say if you want to get direct and um that's probably the easiest way where I'll actually take action if you um you know, you want to want to chat and do something like that. So that's probably the best way. Uh, we've got websites. Sure. Obviously, you can go to meetyourpersonaltrainer.com.au. Um, you can go to I've got a um, online marketing company as well, which is completeonlinemarketing.com.au, and um, they're probably the best places to go. So we do a heap of different things and different strategies and things like that. Um, you can check out that. But yeah, probably getting Raw is the best one. But you can check out all people and check out me and put some contact information there as well, Facebook things like that. Um, but as I said, Brett, just Google me, mate. I'm all over, I'm all over, uh, all over the web. I've left my footprints everywhere.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> hope there's no photos back in the day of you and your spandex and belt bags That's all I <laughs> Well, thank you yeah. as well once again, Richard. Um, I, thanks again for taking your time out. I know you're a very busy man, got a lot on, um, but I know there's a heap of great information shared here today and I know there'll be a lot of listeners, um, going to take action right now and, um, Back that
1: offer you said. Back to that you said, um What I can do for your listeners, as is any personal trainers. What we can do is we can do a thirty-day free offer for everybody. It's um, not something you can do on the website, so I'll put a link in there. But basically, if you just want to send an email to admin at meetyour dot com like admin at meetyour dot com just basically put um, you know, your name, bit professional, Brett Campbell, in the, in the header. And um, we'll know that it's come from, from this. And uh, um, Nick, who looks after that division, can uh, make sure that he'll sign you up and get you on the side and, and make you look good online. Um, and you can actually see the benefit that by having a good profile. Um, you know, One for branding, two for SEO, and three, obviously, getting leads. And so I'm more than happy to give 30 days away for free, no credit card required, just to pretty much simply, um, you know, you be good to yourself and actually try these methods out that we're talking about. Because honestly, the ones that do try are the ones that get results. So I'd, I'd love to give that as a gift if anybody wants to take it up.
0: Excellent. Look, very much appreciated. And um, if you're a listener out there and, and you haven't already written down that email, um, rewind that and get it. <laughs> you know, you need to take action on this. This is, this is a guy who's had massive amounts of um, experience in the industry now offering you something of free – to go and jump on board and see, trial it out and see if you like it, see if you get a response. Um, and, and I know, um, past coaching clients of mine who have tried this before and using it and, and have got clients from it. So it's definitely got my backing there, but I'll put information underneath this podcast, um, with a direct link, um, so you can take action on that. So once again, Richard, thanks again for your time, mate. Um, go and enjoy your weekend, um, and we'll be talking very soon.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brett. Right, appreciate mate. the time and I appreciate listening. Take care. Bye.